You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalva Brocha! If it's Moitzei Shabbos, this must be Rizcha Daraisa. I'm Avram Kivalevich, and I'm staring in the corner of my computer screen at Rabbi Yosef, the countenance of Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechofer Shlita. And, you know, Rabbi Yosef, this was an incredible week. I'm not talking about all the, 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 the politics and, and, and difficult things that were happening out in the country, but Rizcha Daraisa, I think, has really moved into a whole different stratosphere almost. We got so much, first of all, on, on our uh, the program that we did about the racist rabbi, it's got over 200 downloads, way past 200 downloads. But even last week's, when we were talking about should we consider moving Eretz Yisrael based on uh, what uh, was it, uh, Hananiah Weissman uh, was suggesting, uh, we got a lot of feedback. A lot of people wrote in, and I thought that I would maybe read to you some of the feedback that we got. All right? So you ready? Ready. Okay. So um, as you, for those of you who are only listening for this program, in, in last week's program, we discussed whether it makes sense for the Jewish uh, diaspora to start not being diaspora anymore and to start moving Especially, uh, especially the ones in America, based on the unrest and terrible things that are going on, and to see these as simonim that we must move there to Israel. And Rabbi Yosef and myself were talking about how would we do in Israel? Maybe we should go. And we talked about the difference between younger people and older people. So um, we did get a letter. I don't want to read the person's name uh, on the air because I didn't get his permission, but I think he will let me read what his questions were. Okay. Here are his questions, and I'm reading it verbatim. Why is the degree of being mashpia in chutzlar? It's the most important factor. Now, last week, uh, Rabbi Yosef was saying that both of us, he and I, uh, would not really be able to do much in Eretz Yisrael, whereas here we are having some effect. And what's important when you're thinking about going to Eretz Yisrael is being a mashpia. Now I'm going back to what this person wrote. Isn't it possible that by making Aliyah, others will be inspired to do the same? With the internet and printed PDF publications, one's influence can extend beyond physical borders. Right. Do you want to respond? You want to tell you what? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. What's your answer? The the degree of being Mashpia is important. Um, uh, Is the the primary factor because one has to figure out why a good sport will put one in this world. And uh, since the Baruch Hu put us in the world to hate, lahatev, lahatev means being mashpia in a positive way. That is uh, what um, that is what we're here for, and that's what we should take into account. It is the most important factor. Um, I see in your response that you wrote to the fellow that uh, you were kind of wishy-washy. So I'll let you be wishy-washy on air. Go ahead. Okay. Well, w- before I get to my wishy-washiness, let me first uh, critique what you just said. Um, Remember what our what our very um, perceptive uh, listener wrote. He said we could be mashpia. Maybe we won't be being mashpia in terms of teaching, but we be mashpia because we're going to be setting examples to many of our friends to go. Yeah, right. That's the way we mashpia. Like yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, so that that's yeah, what he... I, I thought. I had an exaggerated opinion of myself. He has an even more exaggerated opinion of me, obviously. Okay. Which is nice. All right. 
But, you know, I, it's not because the great Bechoffer is going. It's that you're part of everyone, just like everybody wears the mask outside. And this creates uh, a sense we're all doing it. So that's, that's his part of being a mashpi. I'll tell you what I wrote. Mr. Wishy-Washy wrote the following. Um, that was Rav Bechoffer's argument. And I cannot truthfully speak for him, which I never try to do. Uh, I try to speak over you, but not for you. I think it flowed from our histories of being teachers on a non-virtual stage. He presumes that if we don't find respectable positions that mirror what we've been accustomed to, we'll probably be frustrated and not effective. And I think that's the real truth. You can talk about being mashpi, it's my purpose in the world. That's true. But as Davni Nezer writes, as you know, in the Akdama to the Igletal, you're not going to have the gishmak in what you're doing. And if you're going to be frustrated, then you won't be effective in what you're doing either. So I don't know why it's wishy-washy. But let's go on to the second one, okay? Yeah. Next. Um, isn't there an aspect that we all, this is the letter writer, isn't there an aspect that we all independently will have to answer on Yom Adin why we did or did not make Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael? Are our reasons really justified or are they excuses? And he adds, based on what you said last week about it only being a mitzvah kiyumis, not chiyuvis, he says tzitzis are also a mitzvah kiyumis. Yet every from person treats it like a chiyuv. Point two. You want to respond first and then I'll give you my wishy-washy answer or go ahead? No, you can tell them your wishy-washy answer first. Okay, and then you're going to say your better answer after you hear what I say. Okay. So I wrote him back the following. I agree with you for the most part because it was your opinion, not mine. I think Rabbi Bechoffer, I changed you from a Rav to a Rabbi, sorry. I think Rabbi Bechoffer's expansion of the opinion of Rav Chaim Cohen and Tesis to include financial and emotional difficulties has much merit, which is what you said, because he's talking about the drachim, and you were talking, you expanded it to include other things as well that can make, difficult, can make it difficult to uh, entrench yourself in Eretz Yisrael. One does need to be true to themselves and consult with a chacham and halacha and nefoshos, um, whether you should go or not. Okay, what do you say to that? Well, you, you're, you're a poseros nesitin. First you say agree with him, and then and you say, but what I said has much merit. So you're not taking any position here, you're just being a weasel. <laughs> you're, I love the alliterations here. I'm the wishy-washy weasel. Fine, yeah. The wishy-washy weasel of West Jersey, if I'd be in the West of Jersey. Yeah, okay. Um, all right. I, actually, you know, I don't expect you to read things carefully like I write them. But what I did tell him was that... Um, yeah, it has much merit. He's right. There is a Shiloh. Why you didn't make Aliyah? All of us are going to have to answer that. And you need to be true to yourself. You need to know what you're about and what you can do, what you can't do. And sometimes, ain't Adam Roya Nigayatzmai. And you need to have a, a Talmud Chacham, who's your Rebbe or someone, who could give you Halacha and Nefoshos. So uh, if, I don't see anything weasel like in that answer, but go ahead, Sadik. You, you give a better the answer. That's even worse. What? <laughs> oh, you want me to continue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we talked about mitzvah kiyumis and mitzvah chiyuvis. Again, Bechafer says that, quoting Ramesha, it's only a mitzvah kiyumis. Why is tzitzis different? Okay, so I said my personal... Inc- <laughs> You're reading because I'm sharing my screen with you and I did send you this letter. My personal inc- in- inclinations are with the Ramban on this count. Right, that, which is that, very, again, wishy-washy, wishy-washy language. 
language. Is you're basically saying that uh, you you, you want to explain really the Ramban that I mean? What's the Ramban that I'm talking about? You know that, right? Yes, which means that you you're trying to say you agree with him, but not to say it outright. Because the Ramban says there is a mitzvah that the Rambam left out, which is we should all move and live in Eretz Yisrael. Um, right. And I actually, my personal inclination is the Ramban is correct. Um, you, and, Ramban, the Ramban, the Ramban too. Of course he did, but right. but 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 the shot in the so Ramban is. Uh, you're right. I, I love Ramosha, but I think that the, the real pshat in the Ramban is that we should be Irish and move to Eretz Yisrael. That's what I think what it means. Um, okay, so it's a mitzvah chiyuvis, and Reb Chaim Cohen doesn't really apply, even though Beckhoffer's arguments have some merit. I think Reb Chaim, again, uh, again. Is I that what you're saying? Yes, I am saying that I don't think, I think Reb Chaim Cohen's applies to the point that if a person is going to basically, it's going to be impossible to be Makayim this, uh, and he's going to have uh, psychological and, and financial frustrations that are going to that are going to turn his life upside down. Then those are reasons not to move to Eretz Yisrael. But I do think that he's correct. We will have to answer Biyomadin why we didn't do it. Yes, well, you just uh, give an answer. I understand. Why well, haven't answered? You already gave an answer. You say you don't like Reb Chaim Cohen, or, or don't you like Reb Chaim Cohen? Okay, I think the Reb Chaim Cohen's answer. Is, is a type of thing that can be stretched and contorted. Uh, and obviously, the words, the way they are written, again, I don't have the places in front of me, obviously are not necessarily re- reflective of today's reality. However, you could say that the same way roads were, 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 were dangerous, now there's other things that are dangerous. We've become different types of people, and, and it might be dangerous to go into a place where tough Israelis and a situation. Let me just read the rest of my thing. I'll show you what I mean. Um, still, you raise an interesting halachic sociological phenomena, which is about tzitzis. Why about tzitzis? Everybody's buying the best tzitzis. And why aren't people going there to Israel, even if Ramesha is correct? So I said, Sitzis acceptance uh, this week's parsha, as Chiv is no doubt buttressed by the language of the Paiskim, the employee about that mitzvah, right? Based on the Gemara Menachos and other things, how beautiful it is, how great it is. And we don't, we don't have similar exhortations in Shulchan Aruch. There is the, 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 the Pasa Shulchan, but in, 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 in our regular Shulchan Aruch of the Beis Yosef, we don't have those type of exhortations concerning Yishamaretz. More to the point, the effort in wearing a fringed undershirt cannot be compared to uprooting your family and moving to a difficult environment for raising American-bred children, or securing a living in a prejudicial job market that caters to native-born Hebrew-fluent Israelis. Uh, is that also weaselly? Which way are you going with this? What, what, what is that paragraph supposed to say? Okay, this is, okay, what, you know, I, 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 I guess I'm going to have to uh, put this in the program notes. But what I'm trying to say to this fellow is, is that he may, like I said, I, I think that he asks why people don't treat tzitzis, why people don't treat Yishimer Tzitzel like tzitzis. I think my answer is the correct answer. Why is it that everybody's not going to Eretz Yisrael if it's a mitzvah chiyuvis, like the Ramban says? I think my reasons are the correct ones because it is very, very difficult and it's something that uh, that v- runs against the, the the psychological, sociological essence of what we are as social beings. And especially when we hear the reports of how difficult it is, we balk at at the prospect of doing it. Are we going to have to answer, yes, 
we are going to have to answer the Yomadin the same way we answered why we weren't, why we, why we bottled and why we felt we needed so many breaks and why we had to go on vacations and why we didn't spend more time sitting and learning. Okay, what do you want to say about it? I, I'm consistent. I, I, I'm not sure what you're saying. You still seem to be saying, yes, no, the Chaim Khan applies, doesn't apply. You have to answer Yomadin, not have to answer Yomadin. It's very confusing. It's not confusing. We will have to answer the Yomadin. I'm going to have to answer the Yomadin. Why did I spend all this time darshing with Belchafer, not learning more uh, Yeridea, and not learning Yerushalmi, and not sitting and learning writing Svarim? I'm going to have to answer that question. What's going to be the answer? Well, I had to take a break off and do other stuff that I thought maybe that, that, that could promote myself as a person and maybe get me some money or maybe that makes me feel better. All those things are answers. I'm not sure if the Rebunner Shalom is going to accept it. Listen, this is like, uh, it's like the argument with Clinton. Depends what, what was it? What kind of depends what the word is. My definition word is, my definition was. Like, oh, so. now you're connecting me to Clinton and Monica Lewinsky? Yes, exactly. <laughs> You know what? I should. I should have. We should have done this tomorrow morning when you were when you weren't so hoarse. Weasel, wishy washy is Charlie Brown. Weasel, I don't know is Uriah Heep. And now, now I'm Bill Clinton. Yeah, can I explain? Normally, when most people use the the, the statement, so I'm going to have to answer to you on my bin, they mean they did something wrong, and they feel that it was wrong, and. There are seeding retain as sadin, meaning that there's something wrong which they did, which may or may not they may or not do they may or may not feel some justification, but they feel guilty. Um, that what you're the way you're using it is in an atypical way, meaning that I have the answer and you're my thing, I'm going to give the answer. Is that correct? No, I am. I I, I feel that in many ways I am a, a wimp. I wimped out on this mitzvah that I feel is the correct mitzvah. Again, Rav Munach, he might be trying to be Mazma the Rambam, I don't know, but I think, I feel I wimped out on this, and I feel that maybe, again, and I feel I wimped out, and, and, and I feel I have a Terence, which I don't want to get into. You what? On not pushing my life towards living in Eretz Yisrael, yes. Yes. Oh, okay, in that case, we disagree, so you could say that. I have been saying it. No, no, even been saying it. I was not. This person you said that you think you went out by not going to Israel. I didn't see that in your letter. I said we're all. I said okay, fine. He wasn't okay. Let's move on. All right. Next, uh, one of let's go back to the comment of yeah. I, I hope the Rabbani show will be a little more makele than you are. <laughs> Maybe okay. you're getting me ready for Yom Adin now. Let's see the next one. Um, uh, this is the letter uh, towards us from last week's program. Even if one status would be somewhat reduced, and Bechafer, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Goyen, called us uh, ditch diggers, uh, that's what we're going to be. Maybe I'm going to be an assistant ditch digger. Let's see. Isn't it better to be the tail of lions? Okay, that's uh, Zanavla Rayot. One being around the environment or so bring one to greater heights and learning, tfila, tveikus, whatever Jewish aspect one values. Um, that was the question. And uh, what, uh, how about you? You answer this first. I'll tell you what I wrote. I think that that's, that, that, if anything, that would be selfish because one doesn't go to places for one's personal avoida. One's supposed to go to places where, where one feels the rotten Hashem propels one. And uh, my personal avoida is nice. But that's not my primary purpose in the 
this world, and my prime purpose in this world, maybe this egotistical, my, my prime purpose in this world is be Mashkia Tzadus. Okay, maybe egotistical. <laughs> okay, um, I actually, okay, Mashpi in the world is by becoming, once you become close to the Rabbanu Shalom, that allows you to be Mashpia in the world. And obviously, the greater person, uh, so bring one to greater heights and learning to feel with Vegas. I said, I agree with this. And I should have stressed it in the rejoinder to you. Um, let's go on to the next point. Well, uh, let's say, you're comparing yourself with Chaim Kanievsky and Rabbi Yoshi? No, I'm not. What I'm saying is, look saying. at them. No, I'm you're not. <laughs> I said, I and them. They are people who stay. But by but they turn themselves into incredibly great people, and you. But if you make yourself an incredibly great person, like he said, to bring to greater heights in learning, I'd be learning a lot more. I wouldn't be doing this show if I'd be living in Eretz Yisrael. Would I be davening better? Yes. Would I feel dveikas rebbeinu shalom? Yes. And therefore, would I be a better person? Yes. And therefore, just like even I, who are you bring mashpia to? You'll see. The truth is, is that the greater you become, the more hashpa you're going to be able to have. And again, I'm not saying people are going to be knocking on my door like they came to Chaim Kanievsky and Terbil Yoshev, but you see from them that you don't necessarily have to be. I'm going to go out and 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 and, and, and set the world on fire. I'm not going to be mutti alone. I'm going to be. If I work on being a great person. I, I think you're. I think you're out of your mind. I think you have delusions of grandeur here. You, 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 you know, your last name is not a Yoshi. Your last name is not Kanievsky. It's not Solomagic. It's not Feinstein. It's not Kamenetsky. It's not Schneerson. It's Kivalevich. And yeah. Kivalevich is not a brand name. Brand names, yes, they have a tremendous chus about others, and therefore, whatever they, and their high profile, and therefore, whatever they do as individuals has a direct and, and power as well. Oh, okay, but, look, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to crow. I'm not here to crow about myself, but many of my chavrusas who were not better than me in learning and still probably aren't better than me in learning are now Rabbonim, Dayonim. One of them almost became the chief rabbi. So look, uh, again, I, 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 look, I'm just telling you, living in Eretz Yisrael does make you probably a stronger, if you are able to find your place, would you be closer to the Rebbeinu Shalom? Yes, we have more Dveikos. Yes. Let's go on to the next comment. Um, would you, would say, would say, but I, I'm going to challenge you on this. Uh, <laughs> would you be, you comfortable being one of the faceless masses in Beitar and Kiyat Sefer? Would you feel fulfilled in your life with that? First of so, all, I think I probably, I think that, I think I would probably have written Svarim. I think the Svarim would have probably... Yes, I. You, the Piskat Lochus, you think he's the God of Ador? The Piskat Lochus, it was a Masmid. He learned an intro. He was able to be Makabits. He had energy. He was able to put stuff together. And now he's the, the Rosh, Rosh Kolomadabrim. We went together. We tried to write that safer together. I know you're safer writing. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, uh, that's okay. I don't want to remind everybody what was going on in Chicago, where we were, and what was happening. But if you're able to find, if you're able to find your vinkel in Eretz Yisrael, uh, 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 you are able to find people of Arkish rightness. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that we're the biggest geniuses in the world, but people of Arkish rightnesses and less have done a tremendous amount just by going to Eretz Yisrael and not having big positions. Okay, next. Um, 
Number four, one's concern with fitting in should be an inverse proportion to one's age. Not sure what he means here, but I think what he means is, is that when you're older, what do you care about fitting in so much? When you're younger, when you're in the prime of your life, when you're in the middle section of your life, then you're doing so much, not having the right chabura, and not, then it makes a difference. But once you're older already, I think that's what he means, correct? Inverse proportion. In other words, you're concerned with fitting in when you're younger. When you're older, you're not so concerned. I think that's what he means, correct? Yes, yeah. Okay, so I think I, if you have tightness in what I answered here, you just got to be in your bonnet tonight. I can't see your, I can't see your spinning work. Can you read it to me? I'm going to read it to you. This is a complex point. A young person has strength and options, flexibility and resilience. I talked about my son yesterday, last time, that aging siphons away from the rest of us. Right? Yeah. Older persons from wildly different backgrounds do tend to overlook specific societal norms of behavior as they begin to turn their concern to the boneyard. Meaning a bunch of old people, you're right. If I, I'm now 60, if I'd go over there, I'd found a bunch, I'd find a bunch of other pensioneren and we'd sit around and we probably, because we're getting old and because we're looking at the Malachamovas coming, we probably would, probably wouldn't, fitting in wouldn't be so difficult. Uh, or we'd all talk about managing our deteriorating health. But, um, so that is what I answered to him. I don't know if you, if you have any tightness on that, but, um, let's what move to the question again. He said one's concern with fitting in should be an inverse proportion to one's age. Yeah, I agree. That's true. hundred uh, percent. If you're a bow boss, then your concern about fitting in no longer will not, no, no, should not be an issue once you are, um, of age uh, to uh, not have not your children on the issue. That's true for above us, not for me and you. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying again, you're going back to your own thing that because of our, it's almost like uh, you, you see, you're having it two ways too. You know. And again, I, I'm I'm supposed oh, to be the yeah. inner. Yes, you are. Because in a way, on one hand, on one hand, you're probing like I'm the one that's the big ball guy who thinks I'm great. On the other hand, you're saying, look, we're not balabatim. I'm saying, you know, we're, we're people that have been teaching Torah. We think that, you know, we have this, we, we're Torah personalities. Uh, you know, you've written all your svarim. I've uh, criticized your svarim. I was, I was, uh, uh, I tried to write svarim, but we're not like regular balabatim. So, you know, on one hand, which to me, sort of says, you're the one that, uh, you know, is on this perch that feels... Yeah, I am. I, 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 let me share with you why, uh, why I feel this way. It's, you're raising a very valid point, an excellent point. This is just one uh, response, one letter I got from a comment last week, from this year. Okay, I got a few of them. Baruch Hashem. And it's something which, it's not really, guy, but it's something which, which we wouldn't achieve in Eretz Yisrael. It says to me, Rabbi Beckhofer, I know we haven't been, I haven't been standing at work I must say, your videos have inspired me in a way no one has ever inspired me to. You have inspired me to learn more about Vekos and Avodos Hashem, and that it's never too late to grow in Yiddishkeit. I'm very grateful for the past three years I have been taught, because it was fun for me to learn not to eat in class, but to learn, that means not, not to eat in class, but to learn while being taught by an amazing teacher. I give you a bracha that you should continue to show kids the history and lessons of being a Jew. So you can do that. Sure I'm not I'm not sure it's so that have that impact. Well, okay. I'm not sure if you laughed at the impact. All right, well, let's go back to the beginning of the letter. 
this beautiful letter that you somehow inserted here. I, I haven't, by the way, I have not read any complimentary letters of, of myself on there. I'm happy that you're able to, to assuage your own ego with that, but uh, to massage Thank your you. ego with that. But, but let's go back to the beginning of that letter. What's the beginning of that letter again? Yes. Re- read it again. The first words, please. Um, dear, after dear Rabbi Bechhofer, what does it say? Read it. But I need to find it. I closed it. Uh, I know we haven't been sent, I haven't been sending work, but I must say your videos have inspired me. Stop. To as- Stop your videos, your videos. Yeah. You're talking about what right. you could. You're talking about what we're like. What we're doing now, except again, I only upload. Uh, yeah, the- but it was only based. It was only based on two, two years of uh, really one year with him because I didn't speak to him last year. It was only based on a, a year and a half of uh, of prior uh, direct uh, uh, communication. So you could still you could still do that. You, can, you could go to Eretz Yisrael and Bechafer's and all his people will be in in, in Chutzlar, It's watching your videos. And but that's be- not the point. The point is, it's because I was in a classroom with him for two year for a year and a half that this happened. All right, but now we're talking about what, 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 what this letter writer said. He said he said we shouldn't be so worried about fitting in. We're older already. Let's go already. And then let's go to his last point. His last point is that um, Rabbi Yitzchak Alderstein, who made Aliyah, one example of someone older who had an influential position. Oh yeah, who Chutzlar, Your answer to this, I loved. It. I really did like your answer to this one. Okay, who has a similar broad Listen, mind? You know what? You know why? It was a little bit of the old, cynical, biting Kivalevich, not the new wishy-washy Weasel one. Okay, well, the new wishy-washy Weasel one is trying to be a curator on the podcast. So I, and I, and I have been taking medication since my father died twenty something years ago. So, so I, I, I never had to take meds when I was learning with you. Well, let's see. One example of someone older who had an influential position in Chutzlarts, who had a similar broad-minded worldview, who continues his influence on the web. I don't know him personally. I haven't seen him write about his own Aliyah considerations, but I bet he would have had an interesting perspective on the discussion. Um, And then he thanks us for bringing these ideas to the forefront. And he also says, after I gave him the answers, he says, I appreciate your thoughtful and interesting programming. We hope everybody does. Let's take a look and see what I answered him. And then I'm going to end today because we're really going wild today in terms of this uh, program. I am going to read you a little bit of another letter that I got as well. Let me show you what I, let me read first what I answered this fellow about Rabbi Yitzchak Alderstein, who I said, okay, we have presented together at a symposium and uh, have corresponded sporadically since then. I can speculate that the financially secure Weisenthal Center, Weisenthal Center, that he works for provides enough of a parnosa to live without constant stress of how to make ends meet. I'd love to have him on the program to describe his aliyah, which means, yeah, yeah again, his consideration, again, he's a wonderful person. And I, I don't know if he's still working for the Weisenthal Center or not, but if you do have good parnosa in, in America and you could bank on then go to Eretz Yisrael and, and, and do it, why not? So I think that is a... Uh, I don't see why you think it's the old cynical Kivalevich here, but uh, okay. What's so saying, cynical? Of course, you're saying, of course, about a secure Parnassa, and I didn't have to worry about anything. I would move to Israel, but I don't. So what do you want from me? Yeah, that is basically what I said. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's take a look at the other letter that came in. And uh, again, I'm not going to say the name of the person, uh, but he is one of Bechafer's Talmudim. 
Um, and he listens to every episode of each Risco de Raisa. Plus, he explained uh, something from our Purim episode. I don't want to... Oh, you're going to read the whole... Th- no, I think we should see that. I'm not going to read that. No, I'm, I, I'm okay. No, I'm okay to read it, but I think it's for sweet. All right. So okay, we already went. Through, we listen, like Macbeth. We already went all the way so far uh, in blood. Let's let's let, let's see if we can get. Let's see how deep we're, we're steeped in it. Anyway, what he writes is, he says um, he's been hesitant. This is a different letter writer. He's been hesitant to give credence to man's attempts at divining the ruts in Hashem. Elchafer is not hesitant, but he isn't. Um, Furthermore, my knowledge of from sociology is insufficient to properly opine on this topic. I wish we had his uh, modesty sometimes. However, I find it extremely hard to believe that you and Rebecca would wind up as ditch diggers. Me too. I have some understanding of Eretz Yisrael's polarization and rampant extremism. I participated in the Yerushalayim-based chasana today, where, again, I don't want to mention what it is because I don't want to... Um, make him feel bad, um, but he talks about the fact that um, he did hear some extreme opinions there, and there are. And you were talking about that last week. Um, despite this phenomenon, I have to believe you'd both find niches as Marbitzei Torah. I'm unsure which country is best suited for spreading your influence. My gut tells me you're better off in America, but who knows? Uh, you want to respond to him, or did you already respond to him? No, I, 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 no. Hmm? Oh. Did, did you already respond to him? What do you mean respond to him? Okay, well, um. I, I agree with, I, yeah, he agrees that we're probably better off here. Okay, also, uh, oh, I, I forgot to uh, say something. Um, he, when he writes about our show, and maybe this show is like the total opposite, of what he what he says. He says, there's someone out there who appreciates most of your bantering, though some of the joking around can be excessive. And I said to him um, that we will try to balance in the future between banter, berating, broadsiding, and opinionated laced halachic and historical information. Um and um, I write to him, honestly, and I'll read everything on the air. Family considerations are anchoring me in the diaspora. Yet I have no doubt that discovering kindred spirits and Pushit Mavakshe Das, who are proficient in texts, and you know, this is something that maybe stopped me from being this efficient writer that you uh, said I would never be able to write because I am a medactic in, in, in texts is much easier in Eretz Yisrael, despite the ugly polarization that seems to perpetuate exponentially into the social fabric of the Medina, a strong unifying sense of shared victimhood consistently rises to the top during crisis and reveals greater bonds. I believe in the power, and this is not cynical, I believe in the power of cogent limitat Torah to shatter partitions and make externals irrelevant. And therefore, I think in Eretz Yisrael, you will find people, even you, will find people that will be kindred spirits. And I think you're actually, your limitatari will be even greater. So that is the way I answered him. And um, we've gone way over time over here. Uh, but, uh, I, and I hope people don't think we were just stewing in our own juices, although that's basically what it was. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, and, and you never know, look, 
uh, hopefully uh, things will right. The ship will right itself soon, and uh, uh, the the journey will start. Uh, you never know. Maybe oh, no. the uh, maybe the the, the financial uh, what we're looking for in terms of the financial terror that's ahead of us uh, will somehow spur things on many many different levels. So that's it for tonight. Rabbi uh, Gabriel, thanks for working through your uh, your your sore throat. Uh, I hope you had a great trip back from Detroit. That's it, Rabbi Rabbi Yisai. We'll see you, Mr. Hashem, next week on another edition of Rizcha Dialaisa. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 